Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's for the city, man. Big, 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 bowing in. Clips in. The Astros 2017 World Series Champion. The Houston Texans select. Cut, cut. Deshaun Watson. Now, Clutch City Sunday. Clutch City Sunday. 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 With Michael Connor. Clutch City Sunday. On Sports Talk 790. Clutch City Sunday. Oh boy, do we have a lot to get to this morning, and we have to do it in two hours, so strap in and join us. 713-212-5790 is our phone number. I'm Michael Connor. Ryan Money's in the studio. You can, again, join us at that phone number, 713-212-5790. If you've been under a rock or just waking up this morning, doing whatever you're doing out and about, we have some Texans news that has broken earlier this morning, about an hour ago, that is shocking to me. Deshaun Watson is reporting to Texans training camp today. What does this mean for Deshaun Watson's future in Houston? Probably nothing. I think that everybody that's out there, you know, that was holding out hope that he's going to play here again. Again, this is without the, not even discussing the legal side of this. The legal side of it is bad, horrible stuff, the allegations. Um, there's really no movement on that front. There's been no talks that we've heard from. Uh, we had Aaron Wilson in on Friday. They're nowhere close to a settlement is what he told us in terms of the both sides coming together. HPD is still investigating this thing. Um, there's no real clarity on when the NFL will move on anything because the NFL and their language in the CBA basically says that they Nothing says that they have found a major violation yet to their personal conduct policy, so they're not going to do anything. And the the talk all offseason has been, will Deshaun Watson show up to camp? Or I should say, when will the league put Deshaun Watson on the commissioner's exempt list? It's not coming anytime soon in all likelihood. So starting today, if Deshaun Watson was not at Texans training camp, he was going to be subject to $50,000 fines per day. And this is a guy that's obviously making a lot of money this season, but is also staring at a bunch of bills. Rusty Harden, his attorney, is a $1 million retainer. Um, And then you add on all the legal fees to that. Then you add on the possibility, which I still think, like most people, is the eventual case. It will go to a settlement at some point. The payout from that. And this is a guy that's lost all of his endorsements. He's already made, you know, $30, $40 million in the NFL. Hopefully he's done okay with his money. I shouldn't say, well, I guess you could say hopefully for him he's done okay with his money because personally I don't really care what happens to the man at this point because I find the allegations to be gross and he's going to get what he deserves with that stuff. Um, But he has a lot of money staring him at the face and camp is multiple weeks and $50,000 
a day is a lot of money. And this is the funny part about all this because we see this all the time with athletes in sports. We saw this with James Harden recently with the Rockets where he didn't show up to training camp initially. But at the end of the day, they're all going to show up. You know why? They want their money. There's no reason why you show up and you don't take your, you, you take on $50,000 losses per day. Before the legal stuff, I kept saying it over and over. The Texans should play hardball with Deshaun Watson, and he should force him to just show up and play. Because the Texans owe him nothing at all. As mad as I am at them for the way that they handled their end of the situation when they told him that they would you know, care about his voice in the search for GM and coach and then completely lied to his face, I'm also mad at him because this is a man that signed a five-year contract, four-year contract extension, and is in no place at all to want out like that, to dictate things. You didn't have to sign the contract. You knew the organization that you were signing the contract with. You'd been here for a few years. You'd already gotten to know Cal McNair, who's a doofus. You'd already gotten to know Jack Easterby at this point, who I guess probably won you over early, then you decided that... excuse me, that this team or that this guy in this franchise is kind of a snake. But you sign the contract, period. If this was if this was the news that he's showing up without the legal stuff, today would be a huge victory for Houston Texans fans. Today it doesn't matter, though. What's going to happen? It's going to get interesting on how the Texans handle it, on how Deshaun handles it. But he's showing up to camp. His stance apparently has not changed one bit. He wants to be traded still. The team can't trade him, though, right now. There is no leverage to this situation. You can't trade a guy who's in limbo. So if the NFL is having to wait on this investigation to basically completely play out, I mean, we're staring at the possibility, unless the Texans tell him to go home, that he could play this season now. I really am shocked that he that he showed up. I thought that he was going to stand by his, I'm not going to show up, or I'm, I'm done with this organization. But again, money talks. Does this change anything for the long term with Deshaun Watson's thought process with this organization? I don't know. If the Texans let him show up to camp, and he's again he's showing up this morning to do the intake and the in the and the testing and all that stuff, all the the COVID stuff, and look, if the twenty seventh comes and he's out on the field, that's going to tell you something right there. I think it's going to tell you that the organization's willing to let him go out there and and go through the motions and do his thing, and and then I think you can have the conversation of is there a is there a slight sliver of a possibility that the longer this thing goes and they allow him to be there and to play and he becomes part of the organization again, does he stay in Houston long-term? Right now, you still don't do that. Everything we've heard is that the Texans have moved on. If they've truly moved on, they will not allow him to take a single step onto a football field in training camp. They will allow him to show up and they will work something out to where he goes back home. It's going to be extremely interesting to see how they do this. My guess is they let him go through the motions. They let the league, the other teams see that, yep, he's still here. He's still capable. 
He's going to play football. But the tr- look, I can't say that there's anything that's not shocking at this point. I mean, I would be shocked still if he got traded before the season started, which I still don't think is going to happen. But maybe this gives it a chance. Miami's not doing it right now. There's no reason for them to do it right now. They need to let Tua play for another season. You could definitely get Philadelphia to do it. But if you're Philadelphia, why go and do this now and give up all this stuff and then not have the guy because... And look, we know what the eventual the eventual outcome is. He's going to be suspended eventually for some period of time. At some point, you think he's going to be put on the commissioner's exempt list. The question is, when does that happen? I mean, we're not we're talking about the the civil side of this thing not even playing out until next year. And we've made it this far into this. We're at the end of July now, and there's still nothing in terms of the criminal side of it with HPD, other than the investigations ongoing. Let's just play the hypothetical. This thing plays out till December. The league can't put them in, based on their bylaws and everything, their CBA, they can't go and throw them on the commissioners. I mean, I guess they could. They could do anything they want. But based on what it says, and I'll read you the language of it in the next segment, there's a reason why he hadn't been put on that list yet. So what are the Texans going to do? Because, again, clearly the guy doesn't want to give up his money. Can they play house for a year and then move him? Or do you get to the point where you play house? I, I do believe that the, the – but, again, this is a new regime technically with Nick Casario, and they've talked all this culture, 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 and David C- Cully and team, 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 team. This is how it's going to start? It's going to be a bleep show this week, an absolute bleep show. The only saving grace that the Texans have in the city of Houston this week is that the Rockets draft on Thursday and the Astros have the trade deadline on Friday. Two things that, honestly, I care more about than this at this point, but this is massive. Like, the, the some of the spotlight will wear off for a couple of days if big things happen with the Rockets and something big happens with the Astros. But still, this is football, and this is the Texans, and this has been an ongoing drama-filled offseason with this guy. So what is what is it that they're, that they're going to do? Will they call his bluff? I just can't see in this new, again, regime, new era of Texans football with what with this whole thing that they're talking about, team, 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 and David Culley and his feel-good speeches and all that. If you're about this culture that you're trying to, you know, put together over on Kirby, you can't let the guy partake in training camp. If you've truly moved on, the only way you let him partake in it is if you have the again thought that we'll go through the motions with him, and maybe it'll just get him to soften his stance over time. Time heals all wounds, correct? That's what they say. Will that wound heal? Again, I think that that is the far-fetched, no chance in hell scenario that plays out. To me, the scenario that always plays out is he wants out, 
They want nothing to do with him. They'll play house if they have to. And after this season, they'll find a way to trade him. Unless there's still no clarity on suspension and commissioner's exempt list. If he goes through the whole year with no clarity on any of that, and we go into next offseason, and we get deep into the offseason, there's still nothing, which I would be shocked if there isn't. Only way that that doesn't... Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Or that changes anything. But I think that the, the situation is pretty clear right now. The NFL is basically telling the Texans, you handle it. What are they going to do? Are they going to screw it up? The easiest thing to do is to simply tell the guy to go back home. But if I am the organization, I'm not I'm not looking to pay the guy to go home. And I would get their stance. Keep him in limbo. He's kept you in limbo all offseason by not picking up phone calls. Give him the same treatment. Make him go out there to camp, stand on the sideline, and do nothing. But for a coach and for a team, the distraction of that is massive. They have every part in their mind that they're going to compete this year. They're dumb for thinking that. But you can't have that distraction out there if that's what you're trying to do. If they lived in a reality where they knew that their team stinks, they probably wouldn't care. But that's just what the Texans do. 713-212-5790. 713-212-5790. If you want to join us, the your thoughts on the Deshaun Watson situation. He is reporting to Texans training camp. What does this mean? Do you think this gives them any thought of him possibly playing here long term? We discussed that this morning and the uh, what the CBA says in terms of the um, commissioner's exempt list. I'll give that to you next here on a Clutch City Sunday. Elijah Wan back to Kenny. Another three. Kenny tries one more. Yeah! Clutch City. This is Kenny the Jet Smith, and you're listening to Sports Talk 790. I don't want your number now. I don't want to give you mine now. Is this the uh, Texas theme song from Sean Watson in the offseason? That's what they scrubs. Could they get love for him? I don't know. This whole thing is so weird. He's going to just 
It's going to be a scene. Michael Connor back here with you for Clutch City Sunday. That's Ryan Money back in the studio. The news of the morning is that the Houston Texans are getting their quarterback in training camp. Deshaun Watson is reporting to Texans training camp today because he does not want to be fined $50,000 per day. Simply put, he wants his money, and he is going to get his money by showing up. His salary this season, I think, is uh, like $10 million. Um, because the big kick into his salary starts next season. Um, so he, look, again, this guy's got a ton of legal fees, losses of of sponsorships, just everything that you could imagine has gone against him. And he also invested a lot of money in that in that cheesesteak place. Um, so I get it. I mean, you got a four-year, $156 million extension coming up you want to get. Every single bit of that money now that you can get. Uh, yeah, he's making Deshaun his $10.5 million this year. That only jumps to 35 next year, and then 37 the year after that, and then 32, and then 30, 32 again. So legal fees, all that stuff adds up. And now the Texans are forced into a situation where they have to say, what are, you, what are we going to do? Are we going to allow this guy to come out and play? If look, if they allow him onto the football field and to, to to partake in all this stuff, they can't not run him out there with the ones. He's the best player they have because again, just on the football side of this, if we're talking simply football, we're not talking the legal stuff. The Texans should still have no desire to move the player. Period. End of story. He is a 26-year-old or 25-year-old quarterback who is under contract for a lengthy period of time, and he was the league's leader in passing last season, and he's incredible. He is like the ultimate Swiss Army knife of everything. He can throw, he can run, he can do it all. He has future MVP in terms of his talent written all over him. So from the football side of this, and I wouldn't even, again, it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. One that they should want nothing to do with overall with who he is and maybe the character of the person. He might just be a bad guy based on what we know. But I I can completely get in the world where the NFL, we see this all the time. What always wins? Talent. What trumps everything? Talent. The Texans internally could be saying to themselves, not letting anybody, even their sources out there that they feed stuff to, have any idea that they're like, hey, we, we kind of like the player still. In fact, we love the talent, and we'd rather have him than not. And I wouldn't be that mad at them from a business standpoint because the best business, football-wise, is still, unfortunately, to be in the Deshaun Watson business. Does not make any of it right at all. In fact, inside of my head, thinking about having to watch him play in Houston again, it gives me the, the heebie-jeebies. Because I find what he did from the allegations completely gross. You don't do that to women. But that's what the legal process is going to have to figure out, is what happened. And we're never really probably going to get the full picture of it. So now, the NFL, and if I was the Texans, I'd be pissed today. I mean, I guess not pissed, but I would be... 
I would be pushing the league to give me some sort of guidance here to help me out of this situation if I don't want the player here. The commissioner's exempt list has been the thing that we have talked about until we're blue in the face at this point. Tom Pelissero, who covers the NFL for NFL.com and the NFL Network, uh, he tweeted out this morning a paragraph from the um, personal conduct policy regarding the use of the commissioner's exempt list, and this probably tells us why Deshaun Watson hasn't been placed on this yet. It's titled Leave with Pay, this little section. There's three things here, so give me a second to run through it. A player may be placed on paid administrative leave uh, or paid administrative leave pursuant to the commissioner's exempt list uh, under either of the following circumstances. First, when a player is formally charged with one, a felony offense, two, a crime of violence, meaning that he is accused of having used physical force or a weapon to injure or threaten a person or animal of having engaged of having engaged in a sexual assault by force against a person who is incapable of giving consent or having engaged in other conduct that poses a genuine danger to the safety of a well-being of another person. The formal charges may be in the form of an indictment by a grand jury, the filing of charges by a prosecutor, or an arraignment in a criminal court. So obviously... He has not been charged with any of these things. These are civil suits, so he's not covered under that section of the leave with pay. Second, when an investigation leads the commissioner to believe that the player may have violated this policy by committing any of the conduct identified above, he may act where the circumstances or evidence warrant or where the, or where the evidence warrant doing so. This decision will not reflect a finding of guilt or innocence and will not be guided by the same legal standards and considerations that would apply in a criminal trial. There is where they could put him on some sort of list. But at this point, clearly based on it being just accusations, the league does not see this as an issue or as as a violation under their policy to this point. It's all he said, she said still. And then it says, third, in the cases in which a violation relating to a crime of violence is alleged but further investigations is required, the commissioner may place a player on the commissioner's exempt list on a limited and temporary basis to permit the league to conduct a preliminary uh, investigation. Based on the results of this investigation, the player may be returned to duty, be placed on the commissioner's exempt list for a longer period, or subject to discipline. Uh, a player who is placed on the commissioner's exempt list may not practice or attend games, but upon request with the club's permission, he may be present at the club's facility on a reasonable basis for meetings, individual workouts, therapy, and rehabilitation, and other permitted non-football activities. So there's your real reason as to why we've not seen anything in terms of the commissioner's exempt list. He's covered under there. He could be, in the second portion of it, put on that list, but clearly the league hasn't seen anything from their investigation um, or at least found anything where they felt like this is something that they can do right now. 713-212-5790 is our phone number. Let's get to uh, Jim and Clear Lake wants to talk to Sean Watson. Hello, Jim. Hey. Yeah, so I just wanted to say that, you know, the Texans are really, you know, between a rock and a hard spot, you know, in this era of, you know, this year brand and – to put him on the field it would be really hard to root for them. And the NFL's kind of in the same spot because he's this great, you know, athlete and was had a great brand until this point. 
And if they allow him to play, I think it'll be a, a black guy for the league as well. But you don't, you can't trade him. Nobody's going to want him until you know how long the suspensions are going to be or until how this plays out. But if I was the Texans, I wouldn't try to make him my starter. And it's just because it is what it is. But it's um, just a really weird situation. But like I said, it'd be hard to root for him or them when they're on the field. He's on the field. So I just wanted to say that. So appreciate I completely, your time. I, thank you, Jim. Thank you for making the phone call. 713-212-579 if you want to get in here like Jim did. And I'm with you. Look, this organization has already given us a lot of reason to be pissed off and to not want to root for them, to see good things happen necessarily to the regime that's in there currently. I mean, from the, the – I mean, the, everything has gone wrong this offseason. From the head coaching hiring process. And, again, again that's nothing against David Culley. He's a, he's a guy that's been around for a very long time. But this was the first organization that had an opening, and then they were the last organization that had an opening, and they ended up with a guy that nobody else interviewed and had never interviewed for a head coaching job before. There's reason to be like, really? From that to the – we got the story that they were in in negotiations with Khan, uh, the uh, the guy from Pittsburgh, to be the next GM. And then all of a sudden, oh, it's Nick Casario. Because Jack Easterby convinced Cal McNair of something else. To the whole PR nightmare before this past, all this happened when Bill O'Brien's here and then Jack Easterby starting to wield some power. That I mean, like everything that's been about them has been a PR nightmare. Absolute nightmare. They are run so poorly. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. To where it was already like, ugh. And I could imagine if, if they allowed Deshaun to come out, that's the question. We'll go to our next timeout. If they allow Deshaun Watson to come back out and play for the team this year, does that change anything for you as a fan? 713-212-5790. We'll discuss that next here on Clutch City Sunday. From Red Nation Rally. And the Rockets score the final eight. To crush City Comeback. And the Astros win it in the bottom of the ninth. This is Sports Talk 790. Your home for your home teams. What you going to do? Do you want to get down? What you going to do? You want to get out? Watch City Sunday here on Sports Talk 790. Michael Connor back here with you. Ryan Money's making that the the music happen this morning. He's back in the studio as we're discussing the Deshaun Watson situation. I asked before the break, 
What would this do to you as a fan? What would your line of thinking be if we get to preseason game number one and Deshaun Watson takes snaps for the Houston Texans? You want to weigh in 713-212-5790. I don't know if it's going to change a lot for a lot of people. Again, we went through the scenarios there a minute ago with what this organization has basically done since that choke job against the Kansas City Chiefs blowing a 24-0 lead. It's been spiraling out of control, this organization has been since. You are hopeful now that this team, or you were hopeful that this franchise was or is getting maybe going in the right direction with an actual football person as the general manager now. In Nick Casario, there is no denying that he is qualified for it. It was the process of how they got to him as they went through the entire thing. We all knew that he was that he was on their radar, but it felt like they had finally given up on it. Then it happened because again, they can sit there and. and Cal McNair is my favorite person. You know, my favorite name for him that Matt Thomas loves to give him, give him is he haul. He haul McNair. We're not Patri- We're not trying to be the Patriots of the South. Okay, dude. That's what you've been trying to be for or since your dad was here. And guess what? You've not sniffed being Patriots of the South at all. <clears throat> they got that guy. And, again, he's in a football spot where he had to overhaul a roster that sucked. And he's done that. And it probably will be more competitive in-game at times. I just, this is a three or four win team if Deshaun Watson doesn't play. If he plays, five win team, six win team, they're not going to be good. So if he plays... I don't know, like from a fan side of it, how I would feel. I've said it a bunch. The Texans have done a great job throughout the years of, for me, as a native Houstonian, as somebody that was 12 years old when they became a team, like they're my football existence. I used to be the biggest diehard ever as a kid. Had all the jerseys, all of it. And to this day, I do want them to win. I know that it, you know a lot of people will listen to us and say, all y'all do is crush on them, all this crap. Like, I don't want to have to do that. I would much rather talk about good football because I want every single team in this city to win. Even if I have zero love for the owner of the Houston Texans and the McNair family. None. I think they're dumb. I think they have no business running a football organization. But I still want the players, the coaches. Hell, even if it was Bill O'Brien, as much as I didn't like him like everybody else, I would have lived with him going. If Bill O'Brien went went to that Super Bowl that year instead of blowing that lead to Kansas City and they came back home and beat Tennessee and went to the Super Bowl, man, I would have been, let's go. So despite all of that, I still want to see this football team win. 
because I don't want to talk about bad stuff. But part of me is like, if they let him get out there on the football field and actually play, and I, I, I don't know if I could do it. They've sucked the emotion out of everything already. This would suck the emotion out of it even more. It feels like, you know, if you're a believer in, car- a believer in karma, you put him out there, the karma is going to come back to get you. And again, I'd love to sit here and tell you that I know what they're going to do, but I have no idea. Because there's no reason to, to know anything. Like if, if Nick Casario is from the Bill or the Bill Belichick line of thinking, it's football as a business. Period. Because think about all the people that Belichick had with the Patriots throughout the years. Whether it was a murderer in Aaron Hernandez, drug guys, um, they, they they brought in Randy Moss, who was who was from the outside looking in, a guy at the time that you never bring in. Like he, he was a, he was a locker room. Like, break, just uh, could be a problem. And he was great. All those guys, they went there, they were great there. Corey Dillon, like, they brought in different characters left and right, but the number one bottom line thing always was football. Football. So part of me wonders, is Nick Casario of that line of thinking where at the end of the day, for him, it's a business. And again, what's best for their football business would be having Deshaun Watson. And what would happen if they play hardball with him? And for, I mean, they're like, "You can play. You're under contract. We signed you. We have you. We have you basically under control for. I mean, this entire extension plus another couple of years. We wanted to use tags on you. So like six years. I, as gross as it would be to me to keep him around, I. I can't blame them, again, because of the football business side of it. The only way you could trade him is if you're getting the haul for him still to this day. Like, if they sit and wait on him for the rest of this year and let him let him sit around and maybe he plays a little bit and then goes on the commissioner's exempt list and they give out a suspension, if they trade him next offseason before the draft, you still can't trade him unless you get... Three first-round draft picks, in my opinion. They might not get it. But to me, it would be stupid on their part of it to just cave. They should just deal with the PR nightmare and make the guy play. Because if they are truly out on him, they have to do it when they can maximize value. And that time has passed, period. You could say that's on them for not pulling the trigger before all the allegations came out. But again, at that time, why would they have given in to him? They just signed him the year before. The extension hadn't even kicked in completely. From a football standpoint, the play always was at the time to keep him and to make him show up, and you hope that over time things change with you two working together. Because I do believe, with the legal stuff aside, if you did that, over time he would have changed his stance. It happens all the time in sports when you 
put a player's feet to the fire. We have all this talk about player empowerment in the league and all this stuff, and you know it's it's coming over from basketball. I still don't truly think it's going to happen. Football teams aren't scared to just make players do something. They never have been, and I don't think that that's going to change. So if he had showed up and they said, you got to play, again, I think over time it would have changed something. And maybe for me as a fan, maybe you for you guys as a fan too, over time, if he plays, you don't, won't necessarily forget, but you'll be able to watch him as a football player again. And again, I'm, I'm going to the scenario where he's here. I'd put the percent chances of him playing in a Texans uniform long term at 2%. As surprising as it is to me that he showed up, or he's showing up to camp today to start the process for the testing stuff, it would be just as shocking if he is here next season showing up to training camp. All I know is that we've gone from a training camp that looked like it was going to be a dud to really not caring about that he would not be there and the storyline would be gone after a day to, let's see how they handle this. Let's see how they handle this this week. Do they dodge it? Do they put him in front of the media? Are they that petty? You know he wants nothing to do with that. And he's not going to answer anything. If he goes up there, he will not be able to say a thing about the legal process. But there's no way that... if Look, if he's going to be around in camp and participating, they'll hold off on making him available to the media until they absolutely have to. Because this CBA does require them to speak. It's going to be absolutely insane. And not for a good reason. To see how, again, all this plays out as camp gets fired up this week for a football team that sucks. But man, oh man. Plenty of drama. 713-212-5790 is our phone number to join us here on a Clutch City Sunday. The Houston Astros, they're back in action. We'll look at last night's ball game and the sweep they're going for today next. It's live and local. It's uncut and unbiased. It's Sports Talk 790. The best coverage of your teams continues. City Sunday here on Sports Talk 790. Michael Connor back here with you. You can join us at 713-212-579. You're going to get to a couple of you here in just a second on the phone lines as we are discussing the Deshaun Watson situation. We'll get into the Astros in just a bit. It is a big week uh, in Houston sports, and obviously this adds to the drama of it. Of course, we have the trade deadline for the Astros later on this week. That's Friday, and then the um, Rockets draft on Thursday, the second pick in the draft. Apparently they are still trying to get to the first pick in the draft 
to take Kate Cunningham. So week full of drama, and we've obviously added to it with this Deshaun Watson news that he is reporting to training camp today uh, to start the process. The camp opens up in just a couple of days officially where they will take the field. Let's get back to those phone lines now at 713-212-5790. Ray in Memorial, what's going on? Good morning, guys. How's it going? Good. I just want to make a comment about Deshaun Watson. Um, I, I've been kind of one of the ones that's been more of a more of an optimist, eternal optimist on the situation. I, 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 I legal issues aside, legal issues aside, I would, and I, I know it's a remote chance, but I would love to to see the Texans somehow, some kind of way, work this out and figure it out with Deshaun Watson. I, I, I just can't stand him for, for the life for me that you allow a quarterback to just to, to leave like that, that caliber of quarterback. I mean, they don't come and you don't pluck those kind of quarterbacks from trees so every, every so often. So I'll hang up and listen and see what you guys have to say, but I just I, I just think that somehow, some way, I would just love to see them try to figure out a way to, to work this out, and I'll hang up and listen. Thank you, Ray, uh, for the phone call. I get that line of thinking. It is – and that's the, that's the the balancing act of this. From a football standpoint, I'm with you in that sense. From a human standpoint, I'm out. And I think they're out. And it is whether we trust their ownership group, we trust Nick Casario, Jackies to be the all of them, that's to each individual. They are running the organization. They have their belief system in place for how they're going to do it and what they want in terms of quality of human being as part of the organization. If they don't want him for all these reasons that he's given them to not want it, will not want him, I'm completely fine with it. I can totally get behind being done with him. And I think that they are done with him. It's it's just so it's such a sticky situation. And again, I think that the chances of him being here, I have moved on. You hear everything is that they're done with him. And again, as hard as it is to see the talent on the football field go away, I got no issue with them being done with him. I really don't. Me rooting for him, and I was on his side with the whole the way that the, the offseason started and the way that the Texans handled him. But I was also on this, and still am to this day, that the team owes him nothing. And really now, with the situation that he's put them in, they owe him jack squat other than his money that he has signed for. They're not in the business of doing something good for him. Because he has made this thing an absolute mess. Part of it, they're doing. A thousand percent. But he has made this thing a thousand percent worse with the way that he's handled all of it and then the allegations that have come out against him. Let's get to Rodrigo up next. What's up, Rodrigo? Hey, thank you guys for having me. First of all, uh, a long-time listener, first-time caller. And uh, I just want to say that uh, we got to remember that this guy, you know, he's equity, so we, we got we to gotta get something in return for him, you know, when we, we offer him to other teams. You know, so so we got to pick his brand up. We got to, you know, yeah, he's a horrible human being. Yeah, everybody knows that. We all know that. But at the same time, you know, we got to get him in there. We, we got to pick him up, you know, so that way we can get rid of him and, and get something for him. 
You know, because I mean, right now, because of everything that he's done, he done did to his name. You know, everybody's he's questionable. You know, he's really not. You know, there. You know, and what's he worth or what? You know, hey, we got to pick him up so we can get rid of him and and, and and put that problem, give that problem to somebody else. You know, you know, he's still somebody though. Hey, don't forget about what he did on them stats, the yardage. You know that he threw for. You know, I mean, hey. Hey, hey, football, you know, that's what it is. It's got a lot of questionable players, you know? Nobody's perfect in football. I mean, hey, come on, man. Who's perfect in football, you know? These are these are people that, that came from, you know, the ghetto, the hood, you know, that, that they, they built their brand up, their name up, you know? Nobody's perfect. Hey, they, we found out on that one the hard. We found it the hard way. That that's a lesson we learned the hard way. So let's pick it. Let's pick his brand up and get. Let's see how we can get rid of him and get equity for him. Get something for him in return. You know, we got to get something for him in return. You know, and said, hey, if you if you you don't want to start the guy, I'm just saying though. Look what he did last year. Look how many how many passes. Yes, he's a horrible human being. But this is football. There's a lot of horrible human beings in football. I don't know if y'all don't know. In case y'all don't know, there is a lot of people out there that come from these neighborhoods that uh, they're not too great. So I just wanted to say that. And uh, let's see if we can get something in return for him. Thank you, sir, for having me on. Thank you for making the phone call, Rodrigo. Appreciate it. 713-212-5790. Look, you're right from the standpoint of, and that's what this all comes down to. You know, I think a lot of the instant reaction that I have and that other ha- others have, you know, where we, you go and you look at all the scenarios, the, at the end of the day, the number one thing that was always going to happen here is that Deshaun Watson was probably always going to, was going to show up because Deshaun Watson wants his money. That's all this is. He knows the Texans probably aren't going to allow him to touch the field, and he will be sent home. They will come to some sort of agreement where he gets his money still, or at least a lot of it, and he goes home. That's what this is. This isn't him having a, a, a change of mind on possibly playing football this year. I think if the Texans told him you're going to play football, fine, they'd let him play football. But from the standpoint, and we talk about the business standpoint with, the, with, with you know, how you view it if you're the team and how you view it if you're Deshaun and all that, the Texans have to be... They have to block all the noise, unfortunately. This sounds so cruel. And again, this doesn't make any of that right, but they have to block out from their mind all the legal stuff. They have to focus on the football for this. What is best for their maximum return on him, whether that's keeping him, which they're not going to do, or that is trading him? It's getting rid of him when his when you could get the most back for him in return. And right now they simply can't do that unless a team just decides to to be dumb, honestly, and do it in the middle of this. And I don't think a single team is going to do that. They're not going to go trade for a guy in the middle of this and deal with that PR nightmare. You keep hearing Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Philadelphia. That seems like it's... We're going to go down that road to one of these days where we hear Deshaun Watson has been traded to the Philadelphia Eagles. But right now, if you're Philly and you traded for him, could you imagine the storm that you would have to endure right now? Now, look, that's an organization that's dealt with that before. They signed Michael Vick after he got out of prison with the dogfighting. That's part of the reason why that they seem like a fit for all this. 
It's just they have to make sure that they maximize the return on Deshaun Watson, and they can't sit around and, you know, or they can't get desperate and do it at this very moment unless one of those teams who also knows the Texans aren't in a hurry and also would know that you're – it has to play out. The suspension, the the exempt list has to play out before a move can be made. If he goes on exempt list at some point this year and the suspension comes out whether he's suspended for part of this season or the suspension kicks in next season, then he can be traded. He can be traded with the suspension upcoming. The teams will deal him. The team will deal for him. Because say, let's say he gets... We get through this season, there's no suspension, and then the suspension will take place at the beginning of next season. A team will trade for him and give you what you want, probably. Because they, they will have an answer as to what is coming. And they will also have the ability to get him into camp. He would be able to participate in training camp, go through the preseason next year, and then come back. The timing is what crushed everything here more than anything for why he's still a member of the Houston Texans, I believe. If all this came out like right after the season ended and there was, you know, the investigation was quick and we had an idea, he would have been gone by now. But he's not. Neither side wants each other. The Texans don't want him. He doesn't want the Texans. And me as a Houstonian, I don't want him. As much as I don't want the McNairs as the owners of the Texans. Boy, I'd love to hit a big old reset button on that franchise. Just clear the deck. Can we do the expansion draft again? Can we just do that all over? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start from scratch. That'd be the best thing that this organization could get. Uh, a lot of you on the ho- on hold. We will get to you. we got to take a quick top-of-the-hour break. Um, R- or, yeah, Rick, Bill, Jeremy, we'll get to all of you guys here in just a second. 713-212-5790. Your thoughts on this Texan situation is Deshaun Watson uh, reports to camp. We'll discuss all of it as we kick off hour number two next here on 790. KBME Houston. And I Heart Radio Station. Your home for your home teams. This is Sports Talk 790. It's for the city, man. Big, big, big ball in the Eclipse. The Astros 2017 World Series Champion. The Houston Texans select Deshaun Watson. Holy Toledo. Now, Clutch City Sunday. Clutch City Sunday. 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 With Michael Connor. Clutch City Sunday. On Sports Talk 790. Hour two of the show starts now. Michael Connor back here with you. 713 212 5790 is the number to join us. The news of the day that we have been discussing is. 
Texans-related. Texans off to training camp. They start pouring into the facility today to the players. The camp will start uh, in just a couple of days, at least the on-field action on Tuesday. And the news this morning is that Deshaun Watson has or is reporting to camp to start the intake process with the testing and everything in what should be... You know, it surprised me to see it because I thought that he would really stand his ground. I have said it for a very long time, and again, I'll get to you guys here in just a second. I think that Deshaun Watson gets bad advice. I think he has bad people in his ear. Um, I think that he has a agent that is very arrogant and poor at advising his client on something that is very a very sticky subject. Um, and, and, I, and I think that they've done a, just a very poor job of managing the whole situation. I really thought, though, that they were dumb enough, to be honest with you, to stand by the thought of not showing up. And they just showed you today that at the end of the day, the number one thing that is still going to show up is the money. So that's why he's showing up to camp. He's going to force the Texans' hand. And it's going to be interesting to see if the Texans put any kind of pressure. I mean, we may not even know. You would assume that the Texans are going to put pressure on the league to make something happen in this situation. Because right now the league is telling them it's on you to deal with it. And we'll see what kind of dealing with it they will do. I would still be surprised that he is out there on the field for the Texans this week in training camp. 713-212-5790, that is our number to join us this morning. Let's get to Rick. What's up, Rick? Hello? What's up, man? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um... I'll make it quick. I uh, my concern is even though the uh, Texans are a hot mess, uh, if the if Deshaun Watson plays for the Texans, what are the sponsors going to do? How are they going to react? Uh, I mean, they're sitting right now, you know, waiting for uh, any kind of you know information to come out so they can decide what they're going to do as far as backing the Texans or pulling out of their sponsorships. Uh, I'm sure they have clauses in their contracts uh, for situations exactly like this. And uh, because they're smart and they've got lawyers and, you know, I'm sure the Texans lawyers are, you know, reviewing all the sponsorship contracts. And, you know, so if Deshaun Watson takes the field, at some point, that'll be announced. Um, you know, what are the sponsors going to do? You know, how are they going to react? Especially the sponsors that they have that, you know, support women's products, you know, or services, you know. What are they going to do? You know, so that's all I got. I, you know, that's just something that was on my mind, and I'd like to hear what your thoughts are on that. So I appreciate you taking my call. Thank you for the phone call, Rick. If you want to be like Rick, you can get in here at seven one three two one two five seven ninety. Yeah, look, it's an interesting aspect to this from the fallout. I think the Texans have done a lot to hurt themselves in terms of corporate sponsors over the last year. Um, I think we've seen the fallout from the likes of their team president leaving and Jamie Roots. Um, he always had the place full. He always had the the sponsorships maxed out. They've been very desperate from everything you hear to keep season ticket holders in place, I think the Texans at this moment are a business that's struggling. And if they have Deshaun Watson out there, yeah, I mean, it's worth questioning, you know, what does that mean? 
Will a lot of the sponsors still be around? Yeah, of course they will. It's football. You know, they'll they'll endure. But if I was spending my money on them and they ran that guy out there, it would make me question, do I want to be in business with this place? A guy that has – they have a, a, an employee that has these kind of allegations against him, and he's out there just being allowed to play football. I can totally get that side of it as well. Let's get to uh, Bill out in the woodlands next here on Clutch City Sunday. Hello, Bill. Bill? Bill going once and twice, and I think Bill is gone. So let's try Jeremy. Jeremy, are you next? Yeah, I'm here. So does the Texans suck actually make the Astros better because there's you know more fans buying Astros merch than the Texas merch? I just thought about that. Which So, you know, honestly, hey, let's keep them uh, sucking longer. That way the Astros are better. That's my take on it. But here's the next thing. The Texans, every move they make is bad. So what they're doing right now is is, is guaranteed to be the wrong move. It's just because of their track record. They they actually are really good at knowing what not to do. And so what they're doing right now by, by allowing him to show up is the wrong move. They should be suspending him themselves uh, to get him off the field. And honestly, what they should do, and, and the, everybody will probably disagree with me on this one, but you're not going to get anything for him right now. You're not going to find a taker. And you're probably not going to get anything for him later when he ends up, you know, maybe going to jail or whatever. Cut the guy. Save face. Say we don't stand for this kind of thing. Just cut him. The couple draft picks you might get for him one day aren't going to save this franchise. This franchise needs at least five to seven years to rebuild because every move they've made since Brock Osweiler's been wrong. And so it's it what you get for Deshaun is not gonna help you. You're not gonna win more than four games any year of the next five. Just cut the guy and I'll hang up and listen. Thanks. Well, appreciate the phone call, Jeremy. I completely disagree with all of it, to be perfectly honest with you. Um you can't just cut the player. They are going to get draft picks for him. The draft picks that you get will matter, and they will help the football team if you hit on them, but they will help the football team from the standpoint of having multiple first-round picks. This is a franchise that has to do a lot of building, and to do that, you have to get the most value out of it. Cutting him would be the dumbest decision that they could make because they will find a team that's going to trade for him. Look, they, they could trade him today if they wanted to. That's the, You want to live in the world of realities. That's the ultimate reality. They would have to take a massive haircut on what they get in return, but they could get Philadelphia to do the deal for probably one first-round pick. They're going to get at least two first-round picks for him. I know that there's a lot that you know, you might think, that nah, no, they're not, no, they're not. Yes, they will. He's too talented. He's way too talented. Look at the, the situations aren't completely the same, but you look at like when the Astros traded for Roberto Ozuna. They gave up players to get him. They weren't great players compared to what he is, but they gave up players to get him. In the middle of a suspension for domestic violence. Deshaun Watson isn't going to go to jail from everything we hear. He's going to deal with a civil lawsuit. If there's a criminal charge to it, we'll see. But it's gone on this long to where I think you're right to question if there's ever going to be anything criminally filed against him. But he's going to play football again. It's happening. And from just a business standpoint, cutting him would be the dumbest thing you could ever do.
unfortunately. As much as it might feel right and nice to, to have that thought process, you're in no place to do that. What he's doing is forcing the Texans into doing something. He doesn't want to lose his money. Which I think if you and I were in his situation, we'd probably do the same thing. He knows they're not going to let him out there on the field. They'll come to some sort of agreement, whatever it might be, for him to just go home. It's a mess. But the mess isn't going to end with the news the Texans have cut him, unless there's a whole other set of allegations and the criminal charges, some massive, massive, what looks like it's going to be a lengthy period of time in jail. That, that's not coming. So they'll wait. They'll play it out. When they can get value for him, which I do believe would be two first-round picks at this stage, then they'll pull the trigger. If it was before all this happened, it would have been three or four first-round picks. Now they're probably going to have to settle for two. If they can get a team to be desperate for three, then the deal's definitely done. But this is all about waiting out the process at this point. He will technically be a member of this organization until this process plays out enough to where they can recoup value. Because as mad as they make me, and I can hear it in your voice there too, Jeremy, as mad as they make me, like they clearly do you with the way that they do things, because they are dumb, even I can't sit here and root for them to be that dumb. And I know that even if they are dumb... They wouldn't be that dumb, again, from a strictly football business standpoint. Cutting him is not an option. Never has been, never will be. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Unless things became blatantly obvious again that it was going to be jail time, and an extended amount of jail time, and just horrible, horrible, more allegations. They're horrible already. I'm not trying to... The allegations are horrible. They're civil. It's a civil suit right now, with an investigation of criminal that has resulted in nothing so far, and we've heard nothing. The unlikely, or the scenario is still going to be that it's just a civil suit that plays out, and teams will trade for guys in civil suits. Teams are traded for guys that have more than civil suits before. So that's how this plays. 713-212-5790 is our phone number to join us here on a Clutch City Sunday. Uh, continuing your reaction to the news that Deshaun Watson is reporting to Texans training camp. I will also get you set for a big week in Houston sports before we get out of here at noon right here on 790. 
batters, ballers, and bangers. This is Sports Talk 790, home for your home teams. Clutch City Sunday here on Sports Talk 790. Michael Connor back here with you discussing the news of the day. Fortunately, which I was kind of looking forward to uh, I was kind of looking forward to a quiet, you know, start to uh, Texans training camp. We're not getting that, obviously, with the news that Deshaun Watson has decided to show up to camp. But again, this is about him not incurring any of the fines and um, getting his money. So he's basically in uh what is it? Ed Werder tweeted this out earlier. He said, by reporting to camp, Deshaun protects, 10, protects his $10 million salary, avoids the 50 k per day, which we all know, and sends the message to potential trade seeders that he's prepared to play football. He's available to the NFL, uh, and that the NFL has no cause at this point to place him on the commissioner's exempt list. And that's the that's the end-of-the-day story. It's that the league doesn't have anything yet to do any in terms of exempt list, suspensions, all that. And he's going to protect his money. I, I, I'm just intrigued to see how the Texans play this thing out. Again, part of me is sitting here waiting and saying, I kind of hope they force him to, to go out there and play. <laughs> And do his thing, and have to deal with the noise. And again, if if like let's just go to that scenario, if Deshaun Watson had to play this season at NRG Stadium as a Houston Texan, just me, I I, I hope that he gets his ass booed like crazy, nonstop. I really do. Because part of me still is chapped that a guy would go and quit despite the organization being such a bleep show. Like he did and say, I want out. I don't respect that. I don't respect it in the NBA when it happens left and right. I don't, I don't respect it with the way that he's handled it. I don't really respect Aaron Rodgers for the way that he's handled his situation either. You got a massive contract that you signed... You're never going to get exactly what you want, nor should you. You're not the boss. You don't run the thing. You're the quarterback. Yeah, you should have some input. Your, your weight should matter a little bit more maybe than others because you're in a spot where you're that important. But you don't call the shots for a reason. So if he is, again, this is the wildest of the scenarios because the scenario is going to play out that he will not play. The Texans aren't going to allow him out there. He just wants to protect his cash. Because, again, loss of it is significant for him now from the sponsorships to the legal fees that have now racked up that will continue to rack up 
And then the eventual play out, which I still believe, and I think has always been the likely scenario, that this thing will end in a large settlement. Whatever that settlement can be under the law in the state of Texas. I don't exactly know what the payouts might look like. I would just assume that it's going to be a significant amount of money overall because there's, what, 22 or 24 of them? It can't be cheap. Got a lot of bills piling up. So you got to protect that money to be able to pay them. Because you and I have no idea how he spends his money. Maybe he's smart with it and has a lot of it saved away. And he has the ability to withstand all of this. I don't know. Maybe he's in the strip club just going dollar dollar bill, yo. And he doesn't have any money left. Maybe he hung, hangs out with James Harden. I don't know. Maybe he's got in a bunch of uh, CDs and bond accounts and stock market stuff. I don't know. If you're his accountant, you hope he's been saving it up. And has the ability to pay everything. And I. Oh, and Jeremy just tweeted. I think it's Jeremy, or maybe it's a different Jeremy. I think it's the same Jeremy. He just tweeted in and said, hey, cut him like that really, really smart guy Jeremy said. Look, again, as long as he's gone, I'm fine. They're just just—they're not going to cut him. It's, it's not happening. They're going to get something out of him. And honestly, just from the good business, from the business standpoint of it, they have to. They can't not trade him they just have to simply trade him whenever they can that it'd be nice if they could trade him today and just get it over with whip the band-aid off it's just not going to happen unless we're in for the shock of all shocks and i'd have no problem with with being shocked like that that'd be good for all of us to just get past all this here in the city where we don't have to deal with the thought of it every single day and the looming story of it and we can get on to the well who are the texans going to draft with the first pick of the draft next year because guess what they're going to do this season they are going to stink the texan karens and darlene's as matt thomas would tell you and all those people out there that are drinking that kool-aid and going to show up and use their season tickets this year and blah, all that crap. Y'all go ahead and smoke that Texans uh, ganja over there if they're, they're feeding you. Drink that Kool-Aid. They're not going to be a good football team this year. I'm calling my shot today. The David Culley era at last two seasons. And... It's going to be at least three years before they're worth anything again. I shouldn't just down Davis Mills like I have been, but I'm going to call my shot there too. He won't be worth a damn. He'll be a backup. There's a reason why he was drafted in the third round. 
behind Kellen Mond, who can't throw a football, barely, but plays quarterback. They don't have their quarterback right now. They're going to have to find that again. And that's why the whole thing, the entire time through all of this, the back and the forth that we do is you think about this because think about the long road that it took to get here to have a quarterback finally. We've all witnessed it. It took them until 2017, a team that had gotten or became a football franchise in 2002. It took them that long to find a quarterback. It's nothing against Matt Schaub. He had a good run. But they never had a franchise quarterback until this guy. And the road to getting back to that it is going to be difficult. So that's why I can understand fans out there that don't want to see him go and try to hold on to some sliver of hope that he will be back. Because our football existence of watching this organization has been this quarterback that sucks, or this quarterback that's average, or this bottle of farts of a quarterback, or this steaming bag of poo of a quarterback. From Ryan Mallett to Ryan Fitzpatrick to Brock Osweiler to Tom Savage to David Carr to Matt Schaub, but he's the only one that stands out of those. Just to TJ Yates. To Case Keenum. To Brandon Whedon. Who the hell else started a game at some point? I know I'm forgetting some. To, to Tony Banks. I don't think Dave Ragone ever started a game here. Man, you've named to a Sage lot. To Sage Rosenfeld. Yeah, I have named a lot. I, and I know I'm missing, I'm missing some from the last couple of years. I feel like I am. A.J. McCarron. There's been a lot of bad quarterbacks in this organization. And bad is a relative term, of course, because they're playing in the NFL. For NFL standards, they're bad. There's only been one dude, one, that's been special on the field. And it's this guy. And it's over, folks. I don't know what kind of Indian burial ground or whatever they've built in our G on. But that thing's cursed. And maybe it's not even cursed for the stadium. Maybe it's just cursed because it's the McNairs. I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. Sell the team. Sell it now. Give it away. Give it to me. Do whatever. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I just, uh... Man, I would like to be, um, I'd like to be happy again. 713-212-5790, that is our phone number to join us. Um, some news for the Astros next here on the, in the final 30 minutes of a Clutch City Sunday. 
Talk Cougars Football, weekdays on Sports Talk 790. Hear Cougars Football, Saturdays on KPRC 950. Get the best coverage of your Cougs. Think about it. There must be a higher love down in the heart or hidden in the sky. Yeah, this is the kind of music to get your spirits up. I want to bring your spirits up right now. There's a lot of negative with the Deshaun Watson situation here on Clutch City Sunday. Michael Connor back here with you. Good news for the Astros today. Um, well, I can I give you half good, half bad? Brooks Raley's been activated from the injured list. Yay. <laughs> Great. He's back. Garrett Stubbs is option to the Sugarland Skeeters. Um, the, uh, good Lord, the team did have an update this morning, by the way, for Alex Bregman. He has left the ball club to go to Oklahoma City to join the Sugarland Skeeters to begin his rehab assignment. So um, it sounds like it'll probably be at the earliest the Dodgers series in L.A. Um, see, he probably play with Sugarland through the week. Yeah, he could be back, you know, next, maybe next weekend against the Giants, but I, I, I would guess maybe the Dodgers series next week in L.A., which will be a lot of fun um, listening to those idiots out there in L.A. blabber on and be dumbasses like the people in New York. That'll be a lot of fun. But uh, the ball club is good, and they are winning, which is the best part. And, by the way, Astros on Deck Show follows us here in just a few minutes. Chris Gordy will have you for that, getting you set for – uh, the Astros looking to sweep the Texas Rangers and continue their low light of a season. Zach Greinke up against Taylor Hearn, 110 first pitch. I went to the ball game last night, and, man, it looked like for a second there, obviously, that they were going to throw a no-hitter. And it was going to be like the worst no-hitter ever thrown. I have been to a lot of baseball games in my life. I don't think that I've ever seen a worse baseball game played in my life last night from the standpoint of starting pitching and neither team taking advantage of it. Realistically, we have a Fromber issue. Fromber has zero control right now at all. What, he walked six last night? And Kyle Gibson on the other side of it, he walked eight. It was some of the worst pitching I have ever seen in my life, and especially in person. And yet, the Astros made it through seven innings of no-hit ball. And, of course, you bring in Ryan Stanek, who loves to just give up a hit every single time he comes in. So thanks for that, Ryan. But he didn't give up a run, which was good. The only guy that gave up a run out of the bullpen was actually Ryan Presley. Gave up an absolute bomb. But his season's been incredible. But seriously, so Fromber six walks. He has now had, and again, this is worrisome. And this is reverting to old Fromber. He's not going to continue to put up starts where he doesn't give up a bunch of runs if he keeps walking guys at this rate. It's just not going to happen. We're talking about since um, since July 1st, he's gone. These are his starts with walks. 5, 2, 6, 2, 6. In the month of July, he struck out 25 batters and walked 21. That is horrific. You will not survive that long term. Somehow in those starts, he only had, 
or this is what he gave up in terms of runs. Two, five, two, four, zero. How he survived it, I don't necessarily know. But they have a problem. And they have to get that figured out. Last month, in June, he was 31 strikeouts to 7 walks. 25 to 21 in the month of July. Horrible. And it will come back to bite him in the ass. You cannot keep doing it. Whether it's coming off of having the ability to use some sort of sticky substance. Steve Sparks was on with us last Monday, as he is every Monday. You'll hear him tomorrow morning at uh, 7.30, so tune in for that one. Um, He said that if you watch Fromber right now, his posture is not good. Like, he's bending over too much as he's going through his pitching motion and maybe that's leading to some serious issues there and he's just not getting that fixed but I am absolutely concerned with the way that he's been throwing the baseball as of late because again he came back and he looked great immediately which was awesome to see look like the same Fromber as last year I still do believe that he's going to be closer to that Fromber of last year than this Fromber but this is the guy when it goes bad it goes bad They need him to be last year's guy. And, look, trade deadline is coming this week. We've talked about it, talked about it, talked about it. And I think as we're getting closer to it, after watching Odorizzi again the other night, after watching Fromber last night, I'm in 1,000%. They need to go get a starter. And they have good starting pitching. They have really good starting pitching. But for the postseason right now, I'm nervous. They can win games. They can win series with these guys. Luis Garcia, Lance McCullers has been great. They can win games. Zach Grinke. And the big fish is still lingering out there. And the the closer we, we inch to this deadline, reading an article from Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic this morning, the Nationals are going to sell. James Click said it to us a couple of weeks ago on the air here. He said, if we're going to go over the tax, we're going to go big. We're going to do it big. He's he's putting it out there a lot. This team demands our attention now. He keeps saying that. This team demands our attention now that they can win a World Series. We have to give our attention to it now. I really think they're going to do something big. And honestly, it would be the smartest thing that they could do. You don't punt away opportunities that you have like this every single year. They still have a, a, a core built into place, whether Correa's here or not, in which, by the way, Carlos Correa has to get going. He has been horrendous at the plate. And he is, I don't know, if I don't think that it's going to change his money necessarily, but he has reverted back to early season form, and his numbers are plummeting fast. But overall, they still have this core that is in place that is going to keep them with the starting pitching and even without Correa next year, enough hitting, they're going to be a contender and they're going to be the favorite to win the American League West again next season. They are. If they are comfortable with the price point on getting Max Scherzer 
and Washington is willing to do the deal. And also, look, Scherzer has to sign off on it. I would imagine he would. I don't think that there's many places he would turn down if they're going to win a World Series. And this is a place that's going to win a World Series. They can. If they can get him, go get him. There's no reason to, to mess around with this. Go get him. Get that dude at the top of the rotation that you want in October. Your team's good enough to win it all. Get that guy. Add to the bullpen as well. You get to add to the bullpen if you get a starter. You know, they could go out and get a starter that's not of a Max Scherzer level, of course. I don't know if I necessarily would, would love to go give up prospect capital for, for something that's, you know, say it's another at best Odorizzi type of arm. Is that making that big of a difference? You obviously get to shift somebody to your bullpen if you go out and you add a starting pitcher, but I'm big game hunting. I really am. And I am buying into the thought process. I still think it's not likely, and I'm not going to set myself up for it at all. But I do want to see them, by Thursday, have a headline out there that says, Breaking news. Astros acquire Max Scherzer. It would be fantastic. I think that it would change the game in the American League. It'd be exactly what they need. And that's also contingent on them, I think, adding at least one bullpen arm. And, and I still can't rule them out for a bat. We've seen enough in terms of rumors that if they land a, a center fielder, would not shock me. Again, it's nothing against Miles Straw. He's played him his way into being a into being a reliable player. And it's still not great, but reliable. I could see the scenario where, yes, they go out and they add another bat to the to the outfield. And I would have absolutely no issue with it. And maybe it is Starling Marte of the Mar- Marlins, who by the way is having a very nice season for Miami. He's hitting what? 295. Not huge power, seven home runs. But he's got a little bit of pop in that bat, and you think you put him in a ballpark and in a lineup that's got a little bit more protection. He'll be he was a was his last year, twenty nineteen was a full season. He was twenty three home runs, twenty there before that. So there's enough power in that bat, and again, that's that's he's I think a free agent after this season. He is. I am. Um, I could get down with that if that happened. That's the dr- Think about that dream scenario. What if it is? What if by Thursday or by Friday, I should say, it is Friday, right? Deadline Friday. The th- it's the thirtieth this year. Friday at I think it's three p.m. Central, four Eastern. We get the news. Astros acquire Max Scherzer, Starling Marte, and add bullpen arm as well. I'd take my shirt off. I'd take my pants off. Probably run down the street. 
I'm going to go ahead and sign myself up for or go ahead and start uh, designing the T-shirts for 2021 World Series, champ- World Series champion Houston Astros. It's still hard a sport to predict, and there's no way to predict it, even if they go and make these massive deals. Like, we all know it. We've seen it. We go back and play that World Series against the Nationals over 100 times. The Astros probably win that series 90 of the 100 times because they were the better team. But it's baseball. And that's not how baseball works. So they could do all these things, and that's that's where they have to. It's the balancing act of it all. James Click's job is incredibly difficult. They could do all this stuff, get a bunch of rental guys, whether it's Marte, Scherzer, whoever, and not win it all. And then you say, well, was it worth it? At the end of the day, it's worth it. You can't punt opportunities at winning it all in any season. And they have that chance to do that now. It's about going out there and executing the plan that they have in place to do it. And I would I would be upset at this point if they did not make a couple of moves and you know, I'm not going to be overly upset if it's not a, if it's not a significant move, you know, big needle mover. But part of me would be a little bit disappointed. I know that they've always had a willingness to do it. They do it every year. Do it now. The team screams World Series title contender. Give them every resource that you can to make them that again in 2021. 713-212-5790. That is our phone number to join us. Here on this Clutch City Sunday, our final timeout of the morning. Uh, we will take it and return and just overall prepare for a what is going to be a very interesting week in Houston sports. We'll discuss that next here on Sports Talk 790. To speak on H-Town Sports, you have to live H-Town Sports. Sorry, uh, ESP in Connecticut. This is Houston Sports Talk 790. Be a week, maybe full of jumping around. Clutch City Sunday, final few minutes. Be jumping around for joy, hopefully, with the Astros making moves before the deadline. By the way, Chris Gordy is up next with the Astros on deck show. He is getting you ready for an Astros sweep over the Rangers. The Rangers, by the way, have lost what eleven games in a row, and they have not had a lead in any of the last ten. I think it is. So hopefully that trend continues today. They are a very bad baseball team, and I'm not going to complain about it at all. Hopefully they miss on all their draft picks that they're going to have that are going to be really high in the draft over the next few years because, again, not a good baseball team. That's their problem to deal with. We have a good baseball team here in the city of Houston. Um, it's um, it's good to be an Astros fan. But the uh, the jumping around would be awesome if we could do a lot of that you know get out there and do our thing as Houston fans whether that's the Rockets doing something which by the way draft party Thursday night will be out at Carbach Brewing my favorite place you guys hear me talking about Carbach all the time 
Uh, we will be out there in the beer garden Thursday. The Rockets are hosting their official draft party, uh, and we'll be on the air. All of us will be out there uh, chiming in at some point. Me, Clanton, Wexler, Matt Thomas, Ross, Gordy. Uh, we'll all be out there at some point chiming in on the Rockets stuff. A lengthy broadcast where the Rockets have two, 23, and 24 in the first round. Um, and we'll see what happens. The, the reports keep getting out there that they are pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing all they can to try to get a deal done with Detroit. I, I'm I'm beyond hopeful that they do. You know, Cade Cunningham went on his media Zoom the other day and basically said that he's only talked to Detroit and he's learned to Detroit. I, I think it's still, unfortunately, what's going to play out is that Cade Cunningham goes to the Pistons and the Rockets. I still don't know what they're going to do, which is the craziest thing. There are so many different ways to look at it from a value standpoint. Like, I would prefer guards in a league that is dominated by guards. So, like, but I'm not comfortable enough still, despite all the the stuff that I've watched online and at least read, about Jalen Green to sit here and give you a, a, a like, oh, yeah, Jalen Green's for sure going to be a dynamite stud. Like, everybody believes he's going to be. I guess I just got to put faith in those that think that way. Jalen Suggs, we've all seen what he did at Gonzaga. Like, he was awesome. And in the tournament, he was incredible. He's just so steady and, like, I look at him and I think there's more to his scoring punch that can be found in the NBA. But can you take him at two? And then there's still the Evan Mobley factor. The big guy that can handle the ball, that can stretch the floor, that can play in a modern NBA offense. They don't grow on trees like that. But it's a big man. And the development process for a guy like that it takes a minute usually. The, the odds of him coming in and being great immediately are, 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 I think, small. What does that mean for the Christian Wood aspect of this thing? You know, I've talked myself into thinking that, yeah, they're probably going to trade. I, I think they'll trade him. But can you use him in trade in some sort of way, him, Eric Gordon, whatever it might be, to entice a package enough to give to, to give to get out of Detroit to make the move. I mean you sit back and you hope that Detroit truly is enamored with Jalen Green like we've heard from the jump. That's why they at least have entertained the possibility of trading the number one pick. And again, it's just smart business for them to if they truly are engaged on it being Jalen Green, it's only smart business for them to go ahead and to put out the screens that they're Cunningham all the way to try and up the offer. So the smoke screens are going left and right, and we have no idea what is what. And we're not going to know until the draft gets here. That's just the truth of the matter. I have said it once, and I'll say it again. When Thursday gets here for the Rockets, the scenario I want to see play out, and there's a lot of people that would not be comfortable with maybe the price it takes to do it. I don't care. 
I am a firm believer that Cade Cunningham is going to be an elite scorer in the league. That's just me. I want to see them get the first pick and draft Cade Cunningham, and I won't have any concern. I think at that point, then you keep Christian Wood. You have Wood. You have Tate. You have Cunningham. You have Porter. You have K.J. Martin. Like, Let's roll this thing out with this amount of young talent that you have and, and start to build something here in Houston again and get the Rockets back where they're supposed to be. But I'm not going to be mad, in all honesty, if they take any of those other guys at two, if they don't move. I won't feel as great as I would with Cunningham. But no reason to be mad about anybody that they take it to. Because still, with whoever they get it to, that should be a franchise cornerstone player that you can build around. And I think today, if you asked me to make the decision on who it would be it to, if I was doing it, I think I would tell you take Jalen Green. It just feels like there's too much upside there to not take him. Even with, and look, they, they're far, obviously far more advanced into this than I am. Even with the lack of what I know, I'd feel best about taking him. I, I get the, the fascination with Evan Mobley. I just, I think I've talked myself out of it. I think I've talked myself out of the development process for a big man. And maybe five years from now, I'll look stupid for feeling that way. I think so be it. I would just rather watch them take the chance on a guard in the guard-driven league to get this franchise back to where it's supposed to be. But man, oh man, do we have a week of sports stuff lined up again. This Texans drama with Deshaun and Camp not wanting to lose out on his money now to the Rockets' number two pick come Thursday night and the other two picks there in the first round to the Astros in the trade deadline on Friday. There's only one place for you to be if you want honest and good opinion on all of it. Of course, it's right here on 790. We are your place for all of it. But um, that'll do it for us here on a Clutch City Sunday. I thank all of you to listen this morning. Ryan Money making it happen. Uh, don't go anywhere, though, because coming up next, Chris Gordy has you for the Astros on deck show, getting you set for game three of three as the Astros look for the sweep over the Texas Rangers. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Talk to you all tomorrow morning at 6 right here on 790. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.